Thanks for listening to the Dearest Doula podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Sines, and this is episode 94. Welcome, dearest doula community. I'm really excited to introduce you to today's guest. She's a California Medical Board licensed midwife. She's also a graduate of the National College of Midwifery and currently a preceptor for the National College of Midwifery. She has attended births in various settings, including home, birth center, and hospital births, and has appeared on TLC and NBC, several radio talk shows, and has been interviewed by various other media outlets. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so proud to introduce to the show Miss Sue Turner. Welcome to the show, Sue. Thank you. Thank you um, so much. No problem. Well, um, I've already given our guests just a little bit of info on you. Why don't you take a moment to fill in any blanks I might have missed on your introduction? Sure. So you did a great introduction. Thank you so much. Um, I just may want to add that prior to becoming a midwife and what inspired me to go forward into midwifery was my journey into becoming a doula and a childbirth educator. Um, and other than that, I think you did a, a fabulous job and I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, so before we get into what inspired you to become a doula, um, I come at this show or I really created this show as a new doula myself. I just took my training in January of last year. So it's been just about a year now. And something that I know I struggled with a lot in the beginning was trying to put into words what exactly it is that I offer my clients in a short and simple way. Oftentimes we find ourselves in conversations with people who've never heard of what a doula is or what a doula does. And so um, that is something I like to ask all of my speakers to share. So Sue, as a midwife, um, if you happen to be in conversation with someone and someone is just asking you to describe what it is that you do, how would you explain that in around 10 seconds or less? Sure. So the way that I describe that is that I truly believe that birth is a normal, natural process. I see uh, my role as a safety net and support network for um, the birthing woman uh, and her partner. Beautiful. I love that. Awesome. Well, now we're kind of getting into um, the origin story. And so we ask all of our guests to share what particularly it was that inspired them to pursue birth work. Because again, since we are appealing to a lot of those new and interested birth workers, I can't think of anything that's more inspiring than hearing how other people were inspired to get into this line of work. And so while sharing that, if you wouldn't mind also just touching on what you were doing prior to getting into birth work, and then if you had any special circumstances in your life or family that you had to take into consideration when making that transition, we'd love to hear how you were able to handle all of that as well. Sure. So prior to my interest in uh, becoming a doula and a midwife, I actually was working on a degree in psychology and I had earned a degree in alcohol and drug studies. So I was working, I was going to school and I was working in various places um, such as a child abuse and neglect center. I was working in an inpatient and outpatient alcohol and drug um, facility. I um, did family groups. I held family groups and that was uh, what I was doing at that time. After I became pregnant, I became more interested in uh, the whole birth world, and I also felt that 
um, it wasn't, in some instances, uh, it wasn't quite as safe of an environment um, for me being pregnant and starting my new family in the career that I was working in at the time. Mm -hmm. So that is what I was doing prior to, um, to being in the birth world. Awesome. And so you decided to make that transition. I'm assuming you attended like a doula training or maybe you started shadowing somebody. Um, what made you take that next step from doula work into midwifery? Sure. So, so during my first pregnancy, uh, I had a friend call me. Her uh, husband was in the Sheriff's Academy about six hours away and she happened to go into labor uh, and she called me and asked if I would come to support her in that since her husband was on his way home and had a six-hour drive. Uh, so I, not really knowing what I was doing, uh, went ahead over and did support her. And during that time period, um, first of all, it was a joy to be there. I really loved being there. And uh, what ended up happening was that her physician uh, at the end of the birth actually looked at me and said you would be an excellent midwife hmm. and I'd never considered anything like that uh, that really took me off guard but <laughs> I kind of sat with that and as I went along in my pregnancy and after I gave birth I kept thinking about that you know more and more and I began to research and I thought well I don't think I can be a midwife but there's this great uh, doula program and this is actually where my heart is right now and what do I need to do to get certified. Uh, so I, I actually went forward into a doula certification program. Uh, after my son was born, he was about 18 months old and uh, and I did go and get certified. Um, I, I absolutely just loved supporting women and being part of the birth experience uh, and that was my start actually. Awesome. And so, so we kind of got to hear how it is that you got into um, becoming a doula. And then I think, I just think this is so interesting that you went from becoming a doula to a midwife, because I do feel like we see that a lot amongst birth workers. And I'm just wondering, um, what is it that made you, made you kind of graduate on into midwifery from being a doula? Sure. You know, mainly, and this is kind of, um, not such a positive thing, but mainly being at many, many births and eventually kind of looking at the whole picture and thinking to myself, it doesn't have to be like this. At some of the um, births where you had more rigid physicians and rules and where I didn't feel like the woman's um, priorities or, or goals were quite being met for her particular birth. And so that is actually what led me into or kind of pushed me more to going into a midwifery program and, um, you know, becoming a midwife. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad that we got to hear that and that we got to share through that journey with you. Something else that I think I'd like to take just a small moment to focus in a little more on is Sue and I are actually connected through an online Facebook group. I reached out to a bunch of local birth workers asking them to share what their experiences are like um, being homeschool moms and birth workers. And so Sue was able to share with me that in addition to her midwifery and being a doula that she also homeschooled. So, um, 
Um, I reached out and I asked this question because I know that we do have a lot of interested birth workers or um, prospective birth workers and new birth workers who are wondering how they can manage those two things together because there's something that they're equally passionate about and then at the face of it, it seems kind of like an impossible task to, to juggle the two. So if we could take a moment to kind of touch on that, Sue, I'd love to hear how you've made that work so far. Sure. So, you know, what I learned pretty early on in um, in homeschooling is that I needed to really make this a large priority. Um, I do have a very strong belief that family is first and most important, um, uh, besides God, of course, who's first to me. And uh, And so I really realized early on that I needed to be pretty uh, rigid about m- making uh, my own appointments um, in an organized manner, number one. And number two, uh, having the subjects we were going to work on for my homeschooling set aside the day before so that there is a clear kind of um, outline of what it was that for the next homeschooling day were the goals and what we wanted to learn and work on. Um, going back to the appointments, I actually consolidated all my appointments into one day so that I am not um, away from, you know, my son and I also homeschool my daughter uh, any more than I have to be. So all my appointments are all on one day, one day a week. And then I'm on call for births, of course, but I also at the same time limited how many people um, that I was going to take per month while homeschooling. Okay, great. And so when you do inevitably get that call to attend a birth, um, is do you have a certain routine or procedure that you follow when it comes to child care? Or, I mean, I know it's great to hear that you were able to lay out your, um, I can't think of the right word. I was going to say agenda, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, for your, like your curriculum, I guess would be the yes. right word with your children. Now, when you get that call, is it? Um, do you also have something set up to where you have a dedicated person that you can call, or family you can lean on, or do you perhaps work within a co-op of other people who homeschool that that your children can go over with um, to help to just kind of keep things smooth with them? Sure. So early on, I was very fortunate. Uh, we had our own business, and so my husband would actually rearrange his schedule, mm. and uh, he would be the one. Uh, with my children. So that worked out great. He could give them um, their assignments, their subjects that I had, you know, as I had learned, had um, prepared the night before. And uh, so that worked out well. And then from then on, yes, I always had um, one person who uh, would be with my children. And I had I had several different people throughout the years. So, um Yes, so that's that. And now, you know, as my son, uh, who is the last that I'm homeschooling, as he's gotten older, I'm able to just, you know, leave out uh, what it is he needs to do. Um, He's actually senior this year, so pretty much for the last four years, um, you know, three years, I'd say. And then this year, I'm able to actually just uh, put out what it is I need him to do if I'm at a birth, and um, he does most of the time get that done, sometimes with a little prodding from me on the phone. But, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's how we've worked it as he's gotten older. 
Awesome. I'm so glad to hear that that whole experience and, and making that decision has been um, very manageable for you is what it sounds like, you know, balancing those two together. And hopefully our listeners, anybody who's interested in homeschooling and, and pursuing birth work will hear that and then be able to feel further inspired to just kind of take action and reach out to whoever it is that they need in their area as well to help make that possible for them. So thank you so much for sharing that, Sue. Sure, of course. Of course, and I do want I do want to add, you know, I went from doing between ten to thirteen births per month with a. I actually had um, as a midwife a midwifery partner, and I was pretty busy as a doula even prior to being a midwife um, to not taking more than three people per month right now. So you know, it, since um, uh, you know, I, I got more serious into the homeschooling at you know. I, I decided that I would not take more than three families per month. Okay. And I, I heard you mention that um, before when you had the 10 to 13, that was with a partner. Is the three still something that you share with your with your birth? Or I'm sorry, your um your Midwifery partner. partner. It's okay. My midwifery partner. So uh, so I right knit. Currently, I do not have a partner right okay. now. We I had a midwifery <laughs> partner for 15 years, and that worked beautifully. Um, I do have other midwives that assist me. So certainly I could call upon them, um, for, um, for different reasons, but, uh, no, I do not. So, but when I did the 10 to 13, I really wasn't homeschooling Mm -hmm. and it's a big financial, um, which I'm sure a lot of the people can relate to this to, to kind of hone down how many people you're taking. You are, um, kind of trading, those finances for being home, um, you know, and homeschooling, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of being committed to being there. So, so it is a trade-off, but it is definitely worth it, and it's not forever. Right. So. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad we got to touch on that too. Sure. Thank you. Sure. So now we're kind of just moving into um, our more regular interview flow. And this is where we have you share next how we understand as birth workers that birth work isn't always sunshine and daisies. And just like any other line of work, it has its ups and downs. And we really like to touch on a moment where you experienced a big struggle in birth work um, to let our, our listeners know what that can be like. And then also importantly, just to kind of touch on how you were able to overcome that struggle and use it to your advantage now. So if you wouldn't mind, we'd love to hear that moment from you. Sure. So I'd have to say, and going back to um, when I was doing doula work, probably one of the largest struggles um, I had was uh, I had a couple uh, as a doula who, um, who had a stillbirth. And it was unexpected. They showed up for an induction at the hospital. There was no heartbeat. And that really took me back. I, uh, you know, all the births I had been to had been joyous and um, just really just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, and I just loved every moment of this. And I just it was definitely not prepared to meet a couple at the hospital and their baby not have um have a heartbeat and it did set me back it um, uh, was a bit traumatizing I for the next I don't know how many births I would kind of hold my breath until the baby took a breath yeah with the family I was with and so it did it did definitely um, you know made an impression on me something I never forgot it created me uh, or it caused me to go and research more about grief 
and that side of birth, which I had never actually never thought of, um, and much at all. So, um, and then now in turn over the years, I feel like uh, that actually had prepared me for um, supporting other grieving families, which thank goodness we don't see often. Um, but I, I really feel like that was probably one of the larger um, impacts. Oh, um, definitely. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know that must have been a very difficult moment to to bring forward yes. on the show. But um, but I'm so glad you did because a lot of our listeners, you know, that is something that we don't like to talk about in birth work a lot. Um, no. It isn't it isn't it's definitely not the highlight of our doula training or I would imagine our midwifery training or any anything else like right. that. But it is just so important to touch on and to prepare ourselves for. And I love that more and more, um, at least in the doula world, the doula training curriculums are really putting a larger emphasis on helping us to prepare for, um, you know, providing compassionate care to our clients during those moments and and uh, taking the proper self-care within ourselves to deal with that, that grieving time. And, um, and so I'm so glad that we got to touch on that and that while it was a moment that might have set you back temporarily, you know, you still have that, that birth worker heart and within enough time you were able to to just kind of get back into your rhythm again and so I think that's great to hear because I think another large concern with these new or prospective birth workers is that they'll experience a moment like that and that it'll just kind of ruin their their birth worker career you know that how do you come back from a moment like that but just hearing hearing stories like yours and, and other people that have come on the show and shared that I think will kind of help them to keep that faith and know that with enough time and enough self-care and reflection that is something that actually helps us to be better providers as well sure no I, I very much agree and I like what you said as birth workers um kind of uh, caring for ourselves as well. And I know I did set up uh, a few years back to have a therapist come and invited other birth workers to come and do a, a one-time session that, um, uh, you know, had experienced grief with um, their clients. And it was very positive. And so I appreciate that you said that because, right, we have to take care of ourselves so we can take care of others. Exactly. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much. Um, our next segment kind of touches on the flip side of that. And I like to call it the movie moment, but more simply put, this is just a time as a birth worker where you experienced a moment of just saying to yourself, this, this is why I do what I do. I was meant to be right here, right now. And that can come in many different forms. For some of our, our guests, that does come in the face of great adversity. That does come with dealing with an unexpected outcome and then finding the strength that inside themselves that they didn't know they had. And and for other moments, it is that kind of more picturesque uh, moment, you know, where everything kind of goes right. So whichever it was for you, we'd love to have you share that with us. Oh, my goodness. Well, I don't know if this is the answer you're looking for <laughs> in this, but I, when I was becoming a midwife, I really, really, you know, there'd be definitely moments of um, anxiety and this is so big. This is so much responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, I really felt like in the county where I live, and I'm just outside of Los Angeles, that there were not. There were, there were I think, eight birth centers in our entire state. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that time, I really felt called to open a birth center um, in my area. And I, I had so many different responses. I, you know, had people say that you're crazy. That's crazy. That would, uh, that would never work. And, uh, you know, I had all kinds of, uh, besides support, I had a, a lot of adversity. 
Um, so when I was finishing my Mitter Free training, I started looking. Uh, it took me a year, but I found uh, the perfect place and uh, started kind of putting things in motion to open the birthing center. Uh, well, that set off a lot of bells and whistles for uh, many of the, some of the medical community mm -hmm. uh, where I was. And so I did come, come up against many challenges. Um, I had a physician call and pretend to be a dad trying to get information from me wow. when I was opening. <laughs> I had a, a grand opening planned and um, somebody in the community called and had the fire department show up that morning to do an inspection. Uh, I had, you know, I had, um, I had a few people trying to really shut down that effort. At the same time, I, um, I am Christian and I did pray, God, if this is what you want me to do, this is scary and this is big, really big. And I'm coming up with all this adversity. And if this is what you want me to do, could you please just open the door, show me. Uh, and so all of a sudden I had all this kind of outpouring from the community. I had people donating all kinds of things from furniture to light fixtures mm -hmm. to just, you know, people saying, we want, we want this, we need this. And, uh, and so, um, you know, so uh, after a lot of trial and error, I won't go into every detail of it, uh, it's been almost 20 years now, and, uh, it, and we, we're still standing and just absolutely love serving this community uh, and even surrounding areas, and I just feel so blessed to do what I do. But that was definitely a, um, a, big, a big deal and, a, and, and something large and uh, with many challenges that that happened almost 20 years ago now in my career oh wow what a huge win that's such a great story thank you so much for sharing that i love that you you did get that support in your community and kind of they were able to see you through that and you know I'll, i'm just going to share i don't think i've mentioned this on this show either but um every morning we work with my my son he's going to be nine years old and we do positive affirmations and it feels really cheesy in the morning but he has a sheet of things that he has to stand in front of the mirror and tell himself um before we we eat breakfast and the one that uh, really sticks in his mind and that he's even reminded me of when we have hard times is uh, one of our lines says God only gives me what he knows I can handle and so I don't yes. I don't want to get too too far into sure. you know faith or Christianity or anything but um, but I know that definitely resonates with me so hearing that you had that support um, both locally and perhaps on a much much higher level there um, is absolutely amazing and so I'm I'm just grinning ear to ear I'm so happy for you and I'm so glad that we got to share that moment with you so thank you so much for that one oh, thank you thank you and I love that and I actually tell people that in labor about God not giving them so. <laughs> awesome well, before we move into the nitty-gritty, we're just going to pause for a moment to get a quick word in from our sponsors. Want to build a doula business that supports you as well as your clients? If you love being a doula with all of your heart, yet struggle to find clients to grow a thriving business, Fable Mia's Don't Doula It Yourself business trainings and memberships are here to guide you every step of the way. Whether you want trainings on social media, goal setting, marketing, or more, they have trainings that you are going to love. 
So visit them at training.babelmia.com and click on the pay-per-view tab for a complete list of trainings, including a pretty amazing and free business prep school video series. You can use the code DEAREST to get 50% off any of the pay-per-view videos or monthly membership. And again, that website was training.babomia.com, and Babomia is spelled B-E-B-O-M-I-A. Are you a doula or childbirth professional who wants to deliver the best experience to your clients? Do you also want to make sure you're being smart about the best ways to run your business? Consider joining Your Birth Experience. Their training and curriculum is used nationwide by childbirth professionals who learn how to connect with clients, identify their needs, and equip them for their own unique experience. Participants of Your Birth Experience will also learn valuable branding, sales, marketing, and pricing strategies. They empower you with confidence by combating myths with facts, using simple and effective training techniques, and by getting you the tools and resources you need to make informed decisions. Learn more about their step-by-step training process at yourbirthexperience.com and use the code DEAREST-DOULA for 10% off your purchase. All right, so we are back and moving into our nitty-gritty, which is just where we get to know you on a little bit more of a deeper level and have you share all of those awesome tips, tricks, and insights for the birth workers that are listening today. So to begin, what would you say is your biggest strength as a birth worker? Hmm, my biggest strength as a birth worker, I hadn't really thought about that. <laughs> I would say, uh, you know, I would say that the doula training that I had uh, really, really, really prepared me for what I do today in the way of supporting women. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, midwives who were not at first a doula who um, in the way of support uh, really didn't have that experience. And I am so appreciative and feel so blessed to have gone through that to be able to uh, just be supportive in many different ways to the women I work with. Uh, that are birthing. Beautiful. So I'd say strength is support. Awesome. And what would you say is your biggest weakness as a birth worker? Oh my goodness. My biggest weakness is when somebody is really having a very long labor and and suffering and uh, just having a lot of challenges is I want to figure out a way to fix it. I, wanna, mm-hmm. I want uh, to help them not to uh, suffer so much or um, kind of just uh, have that uh, harder time. And then I have to remind myself to step back that this is not my story. It is theirs mm-hmm. uh, to, to unfold and that I'm not here to fix anything. I'm here to support them and uh, support the natural process of birth. Exactly. Awesome. And I'm glad you hit on that because I do feel like that's something that a lot of birth workers share with you too. I think two of the most common answers we get with the weakness is um, – it's kind of caring too much and kind of like letting each client tug maybe a little too much at your heartstrings and not being able to separate the two and, and maintain that that professional distance. But then the other one is definitely that feeling that you got you got to fix things, you got to do all the things. And and I know that's also really hard as a as a new birth worker too. And so hearing that that doesn't really go away with time either is um, is something kind of comforting to know. Okay, it's not just me, and and you know this is just kind of this natural inclination. And I think that is our servant's heart and our compassionate heart, just really recognizing somebody in need and kind of letting our ego slide in and letting us think, oh, well, we can fix it. But then it's always about pausing and remembering 
she has it. This person has it within them. And we just need to create and leave that space and respect that space. And, and they'll get through it too. So um, so I love that. I, I think that's that's a beautiful weakness to have and, and not anything that's um, too unique <laughs> to any one person in this line of work. So, And we want them to walk away feeling empowered. Exactly. Uh, not, that, not walking away thinking that we they were did saved. Something. Right. Yeah, it, exactly. No, I definitely, I know I, um, I, I definitely do not want people saying things like, I couldn't have done that without you or things mm-hmm. like that. I want them to feel like, you know, that they did this and, and feel empowered that this is something they did. And I have to say that the uh, closer I am to somebody, I have people who've had four plus, you know, four babies with me, a number of people, and the closer I am to them, the longer I know them, the more, uh, the harder time I have not wanting to jump in, the more I care about them. You know, I have to say, the uh, the, the more I want to jump in and say, you know, help them and, and kind of, um, you know, fix whatever <laughs> is going on. And it's very hard. I had that recently with somebody uh, having, um, it was also her fourth baby with me and uh, she was struggling having a long, a long labor and things, and I just, I really wanted to be able to fix that and help her. And but I had to, I had to step back and say, nope, this isn't your, it's not your story, birth story. So. Right. Awesome. <laughs> um, so, what is one thing that has you inspired right now? One thing that has me inspired, you know, I, um, we, we actually have. Well, I, I let let me let me think here a minute. Sure. Um, we have a lot of events that go on around here, and there is kind of a constant uh, one insp- inspiring thing ends, and then something new comes up. Um, I have through the years, I had I've had Ina May come and speak, Ina May Gaskin. I've had Marsden Wagner came and speak, Mayor Eisenstein. I I try to actually provide some inspiration through speakers here locally, but I have to say living so close to Los Angeles, um, there, there's always something going on that is, is inspiring. Uh, right, currently right now, there's an event coming up with um, some obstetricians that A1's putting on, obstetricians and midwives, and that's up and coming, and that kind of has me inspired at the moment. Awesome. Uh, a lot of great topics, yeah. <laughs> that's great. What is one personal habit that keeps you on your A game? Okay, so that is not procrastinating because I'm a procrastinator <laughs> and I have learned through the years if I procrastinate, I'm going to have a huge stack of things that I need to get done or I'm going to forget to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to leave something out, so pro- not procrastinating. Awesome. And what is one internet resource like Kelly Mom that you swear by? Oh my gosh, I love Dr. Sears. So I love, love, love the Dr. Sears site for uh, resources, um, and I refer often and send links often for his site. Perfect. What is one book that you would recommend to the Dearest Doula community and why? Uh, Penny Simpkin uh, is, I love Penny Simpkin. She was here speaking not long ago, and The Birth Partner to me is, is like a got-to-have book. <laughs> um, and uh, it's I love that the things are bulleted so the dads don't tend to mind mm-hmm. um, you know a lot of the dads just want a quick bulleted answer and for things and, and in learning um, I love that book uh, because it is bulleted it's easy read it's not long but it gives such key information uh, and I recommend it um, now too I, when I was a doula and a childbirth educator 
I actually, all my students had a copy of that book uh, when I taught birth classes, and now I recommend that people get a copy. Cool. What is one item other than yourself that you consider your must-have as a midwife? Uh, that would be a Bible, uh, for sure, to to look and resource and pray. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'd have to give that as an answer. Cool. And for, for me. <laughs> sure. And for the next two answers, I'd, I'd also like to be appealing to your um, midwifery side. Now, let's say you woke up tomorrow in a completely new town and your food and shelter are taken care of and you have $300. What steps would you take in the next 10 days to build your business? Okay. So I would start some, uh, some definite marketing. I would be offering a free Well Woman Day. Uh, I would be attending um, the Leche League. I would be attending any ICANN gatherings uh, to introduce myself. I, uh, you know, I would make it known to, um, want to make it known to the community at large that I'm there. I'd look for health fairs that are going on to set up a booth. Um, and I uh, may offer to speak in a childbirth education class or just offer uh, birth planning services or birth counseling. Cool. And if you wouldn't mind, um, you kind of perked my ears up when you said that you'd offer a free Well Woman Day. What exactly would that entail? Sure. So I do that right now with the midwifery students that I have. They need to have a certain amount of uh, Well Woman appointments as part of their training. So what I do is we will schedule, I'll schedule a day where women come and they can do anything from just coming and talking about their um, health as a woman. Uh, they can come and get a pap smear. They don't have to have a pap smear. Uh, so they can come and obtain some education about their own bodies and themselves. They can get lab work done. I can run well woman lab work on them. And so the only charge to them, and I do call ahead to the lab and they give me a, a very discounted rate for, these, for the people who come, uh, and so they can come and get, um, you know, uh, free everything apart from if they want a pap smear done or lab work. And even that is very low and discounted. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That's a really neat idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <Fun. laughs> Great. Now, whether it comes to business building, attracting clients, or marketing your brand, what are some strategies that you've implemented for your midwifery business that you really feel have helped to elevate that? To, to elevate um, uh, your business as a midwife. You mean to get kind of the word uh, out there that I'm there? Oh, yes. Uh -huh. Is that what you're saying? Okay. So um, I, you know, apart from with my students doing the Well Woman Days, that definitely gets the word out there. I have attended health fairs. I have scheduled, like I was saying previously, the speakers mm -hmm. who have come and that's attracted a lot of people. Um, I have attended, you know, uh, different events that go on in the community and have a booth there. And I'm also on a lot of Facebook groups where there's moms. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that usually um, will bring some questions to me as a midwife. And then people will also come in and see me as well. La Leche League has met, um, although they don't now, but I, I moved to a smaller place for my birth center, but at my old center, La Leche League met there for 12 years almost. Hmm. And um, and so that was a really neat thing. And then also I've had doula trainings um, where donors come in and other uh, organizations and held doula trainings um, for both labor and postpartum. 
And ICANN, I actually was an ICANN leader for a while too. Okay, awesome. And then lastly, do you have a quote that you'd like to share that inspires you? Sure. Well, I like Philippians 4, 6, where it, uh, that scripture really talks quite a bit about not being anxious and uh, trusting and, um, you know, just, just staying in a place of uh, calm. So I really love that um, for life in general, <laughs> not only verse, <laughs> but life in general. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sue. The Dearest Doula community truly believes that what you do matters. So let's go ahead and wrap up today with a parting piece of guidance to all of our listeners, a little more about your business and the best way we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, great. So um, a parting thought would be to, if you have a goal set, no matter if that's uh, to be a, a, a great doula, midwife, uh, open a birth center, um, whatever it is, my uh, my advice to you would be to follow that. If that's what you feel called to do, to follow that, do not let anybody else tell you you cannot accomplish that or do that. Uh, if you feel like that's something God's called you to do, he's going to make a way, no matter if it feels like something completely impossible. Um, and you can, if you want more information about myself or my birth center, uh, I have a website, it's www.venturabirthcenter.net. And you're welcome to go on there. And my email address is on there. Um, so feel free to contact me anytime. Oh, perfect. Well, Sue, the Dearest Stula community will be able to find links to everything of value that we mentioned on today's show by going to dearestdoula.com, clicking the podcast button, and finding your name in the archives, or by simply entering Sue Turner, that's S-U-E-T-U-R-N-E-R, in the search bar to have this episode's show notes page pop right up. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your unique stories and insights. The Dearest Doula community sends you a warm hug, and thanks to your episode today, we are all now even one step closer to being connected, educated, and empowered. Have a great day. Thank you.